What is good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. I am super excited to share this message with you today. This is one that has radically changed my life. I think it's something that I get a lot of feedback on. Essentially, being a student of wisdom, being a carrier of wisdom, a facilitator of encounters with wisdom, and how that is everything, how that truly transforms how you perceive your world and how you show up in it. So we're going to dive deep in that today and probably share some things that you likely haven't heard before. So I just encourage you to meet this with a mind that is curious and just see what happens to you. I do also want to let you know, I know some of the folks that are already in Courage Co. and that are walking closely with me already know about this offer, but I wanted to extend it your way as well. I have had this on my heart to open up one-on-one coaching. This doesn't always happen given my, my schedule and how closely and deeply I work with folks, but I have opened up one-on-one coaching. It is really, really simple. There are 10 spots that are open and they are open until filled. And we will meet every week for 60 minutes, four four times a month, right? And that will go on for three months. And then if you want to renew, you absolutely can renew. But that's it. It's, It's really, really simple. And if this is something that you have been really curious about if you've worked with a coach before. I believe coaches need coaches. I'm working with one still ever since I had my first coach back in, whoa, 2008. I haven't stopped. (laughs) I just believe in it as a, a way to create space for yourself in your life to show up and to process everything that is happening on the inside of you. And it's such a brilliant way to not dump that on other people or to really give you practical wisdom and strategy to, to walk out your, your truth and your values and express it in grace-filled ways. It's so, so vital, so, so important. Yes, we can do life alone, but we are never meant to. So I value the vehicle of coaching. I believe that God is my master coach. We partner with him in coaching sessions, and it's something truly miraculous. There's no session that doesn't have a miracle included. So if you've been thinking about working together, this is your opportunity to make that happen. All you got to do, email my team info at julianapage.com. Just put coaching as the subject. Info at julianapage.com. Just letting my team know that you're interested. And we can set up a brief call just to see if this is a fit for you for real, for real in this season of your life. So just want to extend that your way. And without further ado, let's dive into this message. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So what I'm going to talk with you about and really unpack for a minute here together is how to walk with God as a lifestyle day by day. Okay, I had somebody ask me, and I just thought that this was fascinating and such a compliment at the same time, but she had said, how do you make this, you know, seeking God, this pursuit of God, the seeking the kingdom first, how do you make that such a a priority, right? Like, how do you make it like a discipline? Like, how do you just keep that first place in your life. And I took a minute because I was like, man, like for so long, this was not my life. Like that is not what I did. That is not how I showed up. Like that was not norm. Okay. And so my answer surprised me even as I was sharing it, which sometimes happens. (laughs) But I said, pain, pain, pain is the driver here, right? When you have lived a life where you have felt uncovered, unprotected, unseen, unworthy, afraid, right? And you have really no support. That's terrifying. And all you are doing is trying to just figure out how to make life work, how to control circumstances that are uncontrollable, how to keep it moving, right? And just there's tons of anxiety, which I call future tripping, where you're just looking at the future without God in it and like thinking about all these scenarios that are going to fall apart and freaking yourself out even more. There's lots of effort and energy that is wasted worrying and caught up in just vain imagining of all these scenarios, right? There's lots of 
doing good things, but not God things. So ultimately you're doing a lot of great things, but majority of those might not even be what God planned for you. And it's exhausting. And it doesn't really lead you anywhere because unless the Lord builds the house, it does not stand, right? So then imagine, like me, you run into God and you're like, whoa, like I didn't know you. I didn't know I could have a relationship with you. I didn't know that I could hear from you or be led by you. Then I didn't know that I could actually apply your word to my life and actually receive the benefits of that. I didn't know that I could be delivered from all these things that were tormenting me that I just thought were normal. I didn't know that I didn't even have to live with them at all. Like, what? Like, you go from being one way, now you're protected, you are covered, you're led, you're guided, you're supported, you're seen, you're valued, you're appreciated, you're powerful. What? Like, how would you not connect the with the one that made that possible for you? So for me, pain drove me to God, and it's really like pleasure and enjoyment in his goodness that keeps me connected to him, his faithfulness, right? Like, I can say that I love God, and that drives my relationship, right? Like, I don't know about you, but people I love, I love to spend time with. (laughs) So that was sort of my answer to her. But walking with God was something that I had to really learn how to walk out, and it's something that still changes all the time. Okay, but I really want to offer some different insights around this to make this something that could really challenge you, perhaps, in your relationship with God. Because maybe, like me, you didn't have one. Maybe you didn't come from a legacy of faith, but you came from a lot of fear. Maybe you came from religion and that was just not working, right? Just examine the fruit on that one. How's that working out for you? Religious people are actually the people that Jesus rebuked in the Bible, right? Like, we're not out here for religion, and you just look at the fruit of that. Some of the most religious people are the most angry, upset, tormented people, right? Like, examine the fruit. So, if we want to walk in love, having a relationship with God is how we do it. Let's break it down. First, golden nugget, (laughs) is that God thinks brilliantly about everything. Okay? So that... That's a driver for me, right? My undergrad is in journalism. So there is like a researcher in me, someone that loves to like hunt for knowledge. I love this, right? So I love seeking out wisdom, right? I love seeking out God's perspective because I just know that it's always higher than mine, right? Do not lean on your own understanding. Okay, well, I'm going to run after God's understanding because it's always so much more brilliant than mine, right? So I love that God thinks brilliant about everything. I love it, okay? And when I get God's perspective, that's experiencing a miracle. Often in the simplest form, yes, we, we there's miracle signs and wonders, right? And we should be seeing those happen all the time. But sometimes in its simplest form, a miracle is just a shift in perception. And I say just lightly because a shift in perception changes your whole life, Okay? So this is a really interesting concept, but it's a revelation. It's a download. And I just want to offer it to you because it's profound. What if there are no such things as problems, only possibilities? What if there's no such thing as problems, only possibilities? What if the very problem that comes has a possibility attached to it. Think about that. Every problem, every problem that comes has a possibility attached to it. Now, this excites me because when you've had some really horrible things happen to you that were outside of your control, when you can be bold enough, daring enough, courageous enough, have the guts enough. (laughs) Muster the guts, right? To dare to believe that even that thing has a possibility attached to it, oof, you are a powerful person. For sure. For sure. And you will see yourself through that quote-unquote problem in a very different way than someone who's only looking at the problem, right? So when you apply Bible to this, right, when you apply truth to this, God is a God of possibility. With man, 
this is impossible. But with God, nothing shall be impossible for you. So we only deal with possibilities when we're connected to God. Isn't that amazing? Problems aren't what we focus on. We focus on possibilities as the starting point. When we hyper-focus on problems, you probably notice you make the problem bigger and invite more problems to it. You create a bigger mess. But when you focus on possibilities, you start experiencing heavenly perspective and divine solutions to walk through that problem right? But you're going to miss the possibility if you're only focused on the problem. So essentially, there's a problem that comes to your life, but the work is to focus on, ooh, God doesn't work in problems. He works in possibilities. So what is the possibility here? That's where I'm going to start. And I'm just going to start asking God about this. God, you are a God that is a God of possibilities. What is available here? What is it that you want me to see? I'm going to take my eyes off the problem and I'm going to focus on the possibility. Help me to see this differently. Help me to see this the way you see it. God, what is it that you want to be for me now? A lot of times that's what I've come to realize when something has happened, you know, so you can picture a breakup a job loss, you know, something that that happens suddenly that shifts in your world. God, what is it that you want to be for me now? You know, maybe it's I want to be provider. I want to be friend. I want to be counselor, right? I want to be peace. I want to show you that I'm sovereign. I want to be the God of justice. Like, who does he want to be for you in this situation, in this circumstance, right? And when you ask that, and when you seek that, and when you bring God your questions, like the journalist in me loves to do, like I question master God, right? It helps you get the most out of that possibility, okay? So when we are walking with God, what it really means is that we live from him, not towards him. We are meant to stop struggling, to sit, be still and know, to relax in him. We're seated in heavenly places and expect his wisdom, his guidance, his counsel, gifts, treasure, something that he's going to offer us, a possibility to come from whatever it is that we're experiencing in the natural. That's actually the lifestyle, right? This this sit, relax and expect, that's actually the lifestyle that Jesus died to give us. And it's the one that he embodied. You don't see Jesus being anxious and freaking out. He's calm. He's cool. He's collected because he's seated in heavenly places with God, right? Really, really interesting. So often, and I get this because (laughs) I used to be a worry wart. I used to also watch that show Unsolved Mysteries growing up, and I don't think that helped me. So I was worrying about things that didn't even need to be problems, but you know, the things that keep you up at night. But I used to hyper focus on problems. There was no faith happening, okay? None. So I get it when this sounds really simplistic and I get that this is a stretch for your brain, but the stretch for your brain is because we are so engaged far too much with the world We are way more engaged with the world than we are with the kingdom. That's just truth, right? We are more familiar with the chaos, the stress, the anxiety, the pressure, the demands, right? The distractions of the world than we are with the kingdom because it's just what we spend more time with. It's what we engage with. What you engage the most with, you look like. You embody, you integrate that into your life. So even when you're watching the news... This is why I didn't go into journalism. (laughs) But even when you're watching the news, you're absorbing that anxiety, that fear, right? If you're like watching that all the time, like that's coming into you. That's going in your eye gates. That's going in your ear gates. Like you are absorbing that into your being. No wonder you might have a negative perspective and a very doom and gloom perspective about life. We're used to to stress and negativity and worry and fear. We've normalized it, and it's also what the world will feed you. 
That's what we connect with the most. And the whole point of Jesus living in you is that he is the Prince of Peace. That means you don't have to allow yourself to be worried. You don't have to overindulge in these things. But it also means you have to practice this life of peace, of joy, of righteousness, right? You have to practice the kingdom as life so that you actually get the antidotes that it offers, okay? So a really great reference for this is Proverbs 3. I love reading Proverbs 3 from the Passion Translation, personally. But Proverbs 3 is all about living life well in God. So if you really want to sit in a biblical perspective of this and break it down and, you know, taste and see for yourself, go there, Proverbs 3. We're not going to do it on the podcast together just for the sake of time. But visit Proverbs 3, read that line by line, break down the words, meditate on the words, right? Break them down and see what they specifically mean and bring up for you. But essentially what I have really taken from the text is that there are joyful routines of knowing God and walking with him. And the reward for practicing these is simplicity of relationship with God and simplicity in your life. I've mentioned before, it says in the word that wisdom leads in ways of pleasantness and peace. I love that. That changed my life because I was like, well, wisdom hasn't been leading me (laughs) my entire life because it has not been pleasant and peace has not been here. So we got to make some adjustments, right? Nobody can do that but you. Okay, you align with what you focus on and what you focus on grows more in your life. So it's really a decision of what you want to align with and engage with. That's a decision. Okay, so knowing the ways of God is the biggest part of him, right? When we know the ways of God, we start to know God, find life so that we can then make a difference, right? And daily routines that are offered in Proverbs 3 guarantee God's presence and favor. It's so fascinating. So when you go to the word, you can seek the treasure that's going to be offered there. And as you're seeking it, you are guaranteed God's presence and his favor. God doesn't. When it comes to reading the word and when it comes to what this woman had asked me, about being disciplined, God doesn't want your performance. He doesn't want to be a part of your to-do list, but he wants your obedience and practicing the identity that he gives you. Woo, that's a writer downer. He doesn't want your performance. He wants your obedience and practicing the identity that he gives you. Okay, so that identity comes from him and can only be achieved through his power working in you. So a lot of times I'm somebody that had a huge attack on my identity from birth, really, and then had that challenge for years of my life. But I didn't really know that I know that I know who I am until I started walking with God. Because how could I know my identity if it comes from him and can only be achieved through his power working in me? I didn't know who I was apart from stress, anxiety, overwhelm, unbelief, fear. I just thought that that was who I was. I just thought that was my personality. I just thought that's, you know, that's life. But none of that was true. And it turns out I'm a very different human when I'm full of joy and peace and belief and faith. Way more fun, too. Really, really interesting. And I do way more epic things from that position. Trust me. (laughs) Right? So it's relationship and fellowship with God on an ongoing basis of being new every day. We're really only designed to live one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time. So that's why it's also fascinating that we try to plan our whole lives out and then get upset that it's not happening. Because how could you really know what's even going to happen tomorrow? You don't. Not if you're honest. No one does. Nobody knows 
the number of our days. It actually says, teach us to number our days. Our lives are like blades of, of grass, right? They're short. Teach us to really value each day that we're given because each day is a gift. And teach us to really be present in it one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time, right? Give us our daily bread. Focus on today because each day will have possibilities, right? And you need to be present to really embrace those. So in Lamentations 3, God promises new mercies every day, which means the promise of God here is that we are new every morning. We can start every day fresh. We don't have to bring any old things into a new day. I love that. It's such a standard. It's such a principle and a practice to really walk that out. Now, I also get this. When you have something that is an ongoing circumstance, something that's going to take a minute to walk out, right? It's not just one day and it's done. Here you get it. There's been many things in my life that have taken years. <laughs> things that I'm still praying on just like the rest of us, right? But when you have an ongoing circumstance, we'll call it, let's just say that you it's 60 days to walk it out, you have 60 first days, 60 new days, right? And this is important to really recognize and receive into your spirit because you beat the enemy by starting fresher and staying for longer, okay? You beat the enemy by staying fresher for longer, okay? Because think about it this way. The enemy has no patience. You have all the patience of God. You win. So if you can just stay fresher longer, you win, right? If you can just literally outlast him, he'll give up. But a lot of us don't, you know, give us one day of a hard circumstance and that's it. Because a lot of times we're not feeding on the word of God. We're not strengthening ourselves in him. We're not building and cultivating a relationship with him. Again, we're more engaged with the things of the world than with him. Okay. So we're always practicing something and the kingdom lifestyle is something that you can always practice as well. And the beautiful thing about the kingdom is that everything comes to you as a gift. The gift can't be earned. It has to be learned by practice. Okay? A gift can't be earned. It has to be learned by practice. And practice makes permanent. I know you thought I was going to say perfect, but we don't go for that over here. Practice makes permanent, right? You don't make something lasting and sustainable if you don't practice it. So an example of this, peace comes as a gift. Trust me, I was a, I did a yoga teacher training before I developed my relationship with God. It was like legitimately right before that, which is kind of ironic in hindsight, right? Because here I am going through a yoga teacher training, wasn't exactly sure why I was doing this. I just knew that it was part of what I needed to do when I was working in this corporate space to bring peace to my life. I was like, well, I think this is where people go to get it. So that's what I'm going to do, right? And I'm going to really make my commitment solid and lasting by engaging in this teacher training. Not necessarily become a yoga teacher, although I could have been, right? But like, I just need to actually like commit myself to those level of hours <laughs> and that level of training to like literally manufacture peace, right? But the irony of this is like, even though I was learning how to be still and know technically, what it really wasn't hindsight and what God revealed to me later was that he was slowing me down. He was changing my rhythm because all I knew how to do was do and perform and push and try and make things happen, right? And he was like breaking that off of me gradually over time, slowing me down, allowing me to just sit for hours at a time, which was not my nature at all. And then only to run straight into relationship with him out of my brokenness and to find that now I got to sit and read his word and I was straight out of excuses. If you could sit on your butt for yoga for that long, you can sit on your butt for this long and read my word. You got no excuses. <laughs> you just trained yourself to sit? Great. Now study. It was ironic, but it worked, right? He like broke off any excuse that I could have had so I could study his word. But 
An example, God gives a peace that you can't manufacture. He gives a supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding. He's the prince of peace, right? So when you encounter God, you get to receive his gift of peace and you start learning peace by receiving it into your being and start embodying that, integrating that into your life, practicing that in your circumstances. And when you start practicing peace, when you could actually choose anything else other than that, which we have many opportunities to do, that practice makes peace permanent in your lifestyle. It just becomes your new normal. Okay? Really, really, really interesting. But you don't have to, because his nurse, his mercies are new every day, you don't have to carry anything over into a new day. You can fully embrace it as a new day. God, what's up? What do you have for me today? What are we going to do? Right? Like every day is a treasure hunt in that way. But you don't have to carry negativity over. You don't even have to carry good things over. You literally just take one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time, because that is truly what it is, no matter what's happening. So the practice of responding to God, relating with him, engaging with him, accounts for 70% of all of our life situations. And we give it like 0.01%. Okay? Jesus said it like this. I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what my father says. The beauty of that is there's a predetermined response that we can trust. So in all circumstances, 70% of them are just doing what God says, right? Doing what God does, saying what God says. So we don't have to say, I don't know what to do. Like it's in the word. You know what to do. What does God do? What does he say? Do that. It's fascinating. So trusting God with all of your heart means don't be half-hearted. Trust him with your whole heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make straight your paths. What your heart learns from God as you lean on him, as you trust him, as you engage with him, as you encounter him, that must become fixed. And when your heart is fixed on God and his love and his goodness, right? Your mind can then be set. When your heart is fixed, your mind can be set. So powerful. So a partnership, a relationship with God empowers you to walk with God every day because God doesn't change and we don't have to be consumed by the world. We can be full of him. It's another option. We have another option, and that gives me hope. <laughs> that fills me with expectancy, because when I'm full of the world, it doesn't look pretty, and I've seen that movie before, right? So the word of God, even just going through, like I said, Proverbs 3, there's simple instruction and reward. Simple instruction and reward. Simple instruction and reward. That's one step, two step. That's stepping with God, right? Walking with God. It's God's routine with you. We have so many routines in life, you know, whether that's working out, our eating habits, you know, our, our commutes with work, like whatever that is, how we raise the kids. Like we have so many routines in life, but God has a routine for you also. And it's to involve him in everything. He loves engagement with you and being with you in the moment. So really what we're doing when we're relating with God is we're practicing a lifestyle and we're really learning who God is. So we're practicing a lifestyle. We're not just trying to deal with situations. Very different perceptions and perspectives, right? We are practicing a lifestyle, not just dealing and managing situations. That's a, a whole life shift right there. We're practicing how to live with God. This is something we had the God's Vibes Mastermind. In the Mastermind, we meet every Thursday morning for live coaching, and it's truly the best because in between, in the Mastermind, there are boatloads of content that everyone is going through and they're all getting their different revelation and having encounters with God and different things are jumping out at them. And it's truly supernatural and so, so fun. 
But we were talking about that today. And it was really, really interesting because that's truly what's happening is that everyone is learning how to live with God and practicing that more deeply and intimately every day and how radical that actually is in terms of how it impacts their whole being. You know, some of the words that were said today were a mind that is finally at rest, a heaviness that lifted and just this lightness of being that started taking over. Or I was actually vulnerable and I was able to, to relate you know, with this person in a way that was never possible before. And now it just felt like things are gentler and easier, right? Like these are like small quote unquote things when they're being expressed, but they are huge things when they're, they're your life experience. So practicing a lifestyle is not something that we know how to do, hence the mastermind, right? So more on that later, I'm actually starting to, um, pre-enrollment for that will start in March and we actually start April 10th, but you can actually apply for it. If you go to www.courageco.org, you can apply for that now to make sure that you learn all about that when we open the next round of that coming up very soon. But so much goodness up in there that we keep unpacking. But essentially, yes, we're practicing how to live with God regardless of what might happen in our life right? Never will he leave us. Never will we forsake us. Our work is always staying in relationship with him, staying connected to him. That's what is normal. Normal is the kingdom, not the world. The kingdom is what's normal, right? You don't just visit God. You live with him. Think about that. You don't just go visit with God. You live with him, right? Like God can't get any closer than living on the inside of you. I love reminding myself of that. Like, I'm not going to, like, go find God. Like, he's in me. I'm just trying to connect with God, relate with God, move with God. I'm not trying to, like, do anything to go get him. Like, he's with me. I can't be separate from him. That's what makes us powerful, right? So, finding a way to really bring every situation to God and inviting him into everything, make that a part of your lifestyle. So for example, most people learn how to embrace peace really when they have to. (laughs) And then when that situation passes that they don't necessarily think they need it anymore, they let it go. But we can always practice peace as a routine. So a lot of people say, man, like you're always like joyful. Is that like just like, how do you do that? Is that just, you know, part of your personality? And my answer would be, well, Juliana means joy, first of all, but (laughs) so there's that, there's that self-check in my name, but joy is something I can choose every day. And joy is something you can choose, particularly when you have reasons not to be joyful. You practice it and you get really good at it, but it's what you can choose to activate and create from every day. I personally have found that when I am joyful, when I'm at peace, I am more creative, I am more present, I am more intentional, I am more open to receive inspired actions, and I just believe that the the great service that I offer is not from force, it's always from inspired action. Everything that I want to create doesn't come from force and from pushing, it comes from trust and surrender and thankfulness and faith right? So that's what I really, really think about. So when I'm choosing to really indulge in these other emotions, not bypass them, there's no like spiritual bypassing or not feeling your emotions, not for any of that. But I just don't live in them longer than I need to. Like I let them teach me what they're here to share with me and spend time in them and sit in them, but I don't let them get way more airtime than they need to. Okay. But that takes training, right? We're practicing how to live with God regardless of what's happening in the world. We don't just visit with God, we live with him, okay? So we can always practice principles and make them a part of our routine because God is for us in everything, but it's really easy to forget that, especially when those things seem way bigger than us. All God is asking us to do, right, are things that he practices all the time. He wants us to think like he thinks. He wants us to experience his heart and give his love, right? He's teaching us to be like him. And that's wisdom. Wisdom promises a wealth of trust and faith and favor that opens up fullness and power. 
We hear it, we think about it, and we express it. So every day, especially encountering God, is about a lens, a language, and a mindset. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we get a new perspective. We start building understanding and getting a language for something we didn't have a grid for. Then we get a mindset and a new way of thinking and a new way of being and expressing things in the world. That is a big deal because you've heard me say before, the thinking that created the problem is not the thinking that's going to get you out of it. The energy, the being, right, that was part of the problem is not the same energy and being that's part of the solution. It's just not, right? So you've got to practice something different, and we have that other option in practicing the kingdom as a lifestyle. So practice a lifestyle. This is the challenge. I was sharing this on a call with some girlfriends the other day that I was really given this year. (laughs) I mean, it started unfolding before the start of this year, but just before. And it was just that God said, I need you to practice living a lifestyle of complete lack of fear. That's what I need you to do. And I'm like, yo. And he's like, yep, that's what we're doing. You're going to practice a lifestyle of complete lack of fear because I am not in that other lifestyle. Big, big revelation for me. Wisdom brings us to God in confidence. It eliminates negativity as a possibility for life. Amen to that, right? Like if you're tired of negativity, if you're worn out, you have another option. (laughs) So, so good. Perception, right? What you perceive. Perception is the view from the mountaintop. It's thinking from the place that God thinks from. We get to learn to see where he sees from. He has an overview and a perspective of everything that, again, is brilliant, right? And the practice of wisdom gives us an overview, an insight into God's heart. It gives us a practice of living above the problem, not below it. So we, when we come up higher, when we get God's perspective, we are above any problem. We're living in the realm of possibility, and then we actually get the solutions to solve it, to release heaven on earth, right? To unleash heaven into that situation. We see something, we think about it, and then we formulate a plan working with the Holy Spirit. That's really what's happening. So that's why apart from God, I am nothing. And apart from God, I can do no good thing. I know if left up to myself, I'm going to cause a problem, right? But when partnered with God, things unfold completely different. Possibilities open up. We practice wisdom all of the time because all of life springs out of it. We've been promised that we get to have and enjoy our life now in abundance to the full till it overflows. And we've been given abundant life now. This is not just like an eternal promise. This is something that we get to experience now, but it is something that is cultivated. It is something that is practiced. People might say you look different when you spend time with God. That's 100% true. God's relationship with us is him making us like him. (laughs) So we're made in his image and likeness. And when we are relating with him, we're becoming like him. And it's also making us like him, (laughs) like enjoy him. Get what I did there? He presses his whole heart into us and he gives us his heart and his eyes and his perspectives. He gives us all of him in exchange for everything that we're not. And we're like, how could you not be moved by that, transformed by that, overwhelmed by how good that is. He makes us like him. God lives in us. We pray and we move with him. We're not separate. Living with God is all about a gift and every day has a gift for you to unwrap. That actually makes it really exciting for me to get out my word, to get out a journal, to like make my favorite drink, to like cozy up in this fun little sofa that I have and spend time with God. Like I love doing that. Like I look forward to it. That was never something I would have done before, but now I can't not see myself doing that. 
You don't need situations to be with God. You live with him because you love him. Every day has a gift for you to unwrap, a treasure, a perspective to receive. A gift can't be earned, but learned. We have gaps in our thinking, in trust, in our lives, right? That we need gifts to receive. It's all about the beauty of God. It's about what he's talking into you. He's speaking life into you. He's speaking joy, love, gracious living. He's extending these gifts to you to learn, to apply. Every situation, you can thank God, how do you want to love me now? That's not what we're taught to think (laughs) at all. God, how do you want to love me now? We're often taught, God, how do you want to punish me now? God, how am I missing the mark? But God wants us to be asking, how do you want to love me now? What does this mean? What must I do? Okay, here's the situation. Here's this possibility. What does this mean? What must I do? Holy Spirit, help me. Let's partner and walk this thing out together. And really, how you relate with God is evident in the fruit that is in your life. The fruit says it all. God is loved. You have a lot of expressions of love and evidence of love in your life. If not, go higher and get a brilliant perspective and watch your life change as you keep doing that as a lifestyle, as a practice, as a routine. When we don't do it, and this is my motivation like I shared at the beginning, when we don't do it, we suffer unnecessarily because our mind is limited. Our being is limited, but when we attach to God, We encounter the unlimited realm. When we don't, we suffer unnecessarily. So relationship with God, spending time with God, walking with God daily is an invitation from perception, what we're perceiving from our limited lens to perspective. We shift our perception of something to God's perspective and it changes everything. Everything. And when you start stacking that, you can only imagine how your life changes and the momentum that you start to experience as well. The other brilliant thing to think of, if you're in Christ, so are all of your circumstances. And if you put all of those in God's hand, you'll see God's hand in everything. Right? That's how God thinks. His presence comes always with a gift. Okay? So I just want to invite you to think about that today. Walk with God as a lifestyle day by day. Yes, discipline is good, but God is after relationship. He's not after your performance. He's after obedience to an identity that he's given you. A way of being that you can only walk out with him. But he gives you an instruction and then a reward. Simple instruction, then a reward. And you get guidance and, and ways to handle all of life situations and unlock possibilities that unless you're encountering him and spending time with him, you wouldn't receive. So I just want to invite you to think about that. And I have a couple of things to leave you with now. How to really demonstrate an abundant mentality. I'm just going to give you some evidence of that to, to strengthen you here. Number one. People who have an abundance mentality foster other people's dreams. Yep, that's what they do. Sure, they have dreams of their own, but they are interested in helping others achieve their dreams too. They know progress for some is progress for all, right? When you think about being a body, we need every part of the body to work together to function. So when you are helping a part of the body function, you're helping the entire body. We're not separate. We're one. And an abundance mindset doesn't see separate. It sees oneness. When I'm helping you, I'm helping me. I'm helping us. We're on the same team, right? Two, people who have an abundance mentality have confidence. I'm not saying arrogance. I'm saying confidence. They believe that God has a unique plan for their life 
and the achievements of others only complement his plan. So when you see achievements happening for others, it's exciting. You're like, yo, like, that's just an example of what's possible. There's no competition there. That's just an example of what's possible. And like, go God, go you. That is amazing, right? Three, people who have an abundance mentality coach and mentor others. They share their time and talents to help others grow and achieve, and they support the success of others. They're not intimidated by it. They don't hold everything to their chest. Four, people who have an abundance mentality are optimistic. They are positive in their outlook and rarely, if ever, complain. They see the best in others and celebrate it. So something that we talk about in a prophetic community that I'm a part of is that we call out the golden people. It's so easy to see dirt on people, especially in yourself, right? And then look for it in other people. It's super easy to find that, right? If you got dirt on your face, it's really easy to point out. But point out the gold in somebody. Call that forth. Very different way to live. Number five, people who have an abundance mentality are generous. They freely share their talents, ideas, advice, and expertise. They are not concerned with who gets the credit. So this is really interesting. If you have joined Courage Co., if you don't know what that is, you can find out more. It's www.courageco.org. But if you join Courage Co., every month there are free masterclasses, free challenges, free guests interviews, prayer calls, so much value to help you. Free. 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 <laughs> Insane, right? But people who have an abundance mentality are generous. They're generous. They're not worried about money and how they're going to get compensated for all of that value they're putting in the world. They just trust that it's going to be returned back to them. It's like you have this bank right? This value bank that you keep adding money into and it gets multiplied back to you. It doesn't matter if it doesn't come from the same place where you're putting it. It still comes to you. You keep the flow constantly going. You give the value you have because the value isn't meant to stay inside of you. It's meant to get out of you and serve other people. Great leaders in general have an abundance mentality, and they nurture it with their teams to strengthen the culture of their team. So just think about that with yourself. Think about that with your coworkers. Think about that with the team that you're leading. Think about that with your family. Everywhere they look, they see opportunities for themselves and others. They realize that the achievements of others do not limit their own opportunity, but actually pave the way for success by all. So, so powerful. So today, to recap, I just want you to challenge what walking with God looks like and can be like for you. We're taught that it has to be like punishment, that it has to be like, I have to go like read this book that I don't know how to read and nothing's going to happen. Yeah, the enemy would want you to think that, but why? Doesn't that make you curious? And what actually is available to you if you actually started seeking God? who is love? How might that change you if you kept encountering love every day? And what might walking out an abundance life offer you in your life right now? Maybe those two things alone, if practiced this entire year, would radically transform your entire year. Not all the plans, not all the strategies, not all the goals, not all the outcomes that you're running from, but what is fueling those? What's backing that? What's behind that? If you have a foundation of love and an abundance mindset, hmm, You'll definitely move different. And it might be interesting to start observing what creating a track record of that does in your life. What you partnering with possibility looks like. I for sure know you'll have an entirely different reality. And when you've been hopeless or powerless, that's everything. So I invite you to maybe listen to this a few times. I also invite you to share this with other people that need to hear it when you actually don't just listen and consume, but when you actually integrate this into your being, when you share this with other people, 
That's how these words of upliftment can get into the hearts of other people. That's how other people can get encouraged. So I also appreciate it because it helps me see who is here. And I love hearing how this impacts you. But definitely, if you've not done so, go ahead, subscribe to the podcast. I'd love for you to rate it. Give me those five stars. Leave a review. When you do that, too, I send you a free copy of the God's Vibes Matter 30-Day Devotional. You can claim it over at julianapage.com under the podcast page. All right, everybody. I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that, a community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.